Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to episode 70 of Double Hot Beat, where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and craft beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. Today, we are joined by our very first international guest, home brewer and YouTuber, Lyndon of Mastering Homebrew. Woo! Yeah, baby. Welcome, I'm, I'm excited. How you doing, Lyndon? Hello, hello. Hello, I'm good. We are very appreciative of you for coming on the show. We know you are up late right now, and you've had a long day. <laughs> so we really yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. it. As Shannon picks out, I am no longer allowed to complain at how long my brew days take, because now, Lyndon, you can say that you've gone through a full brew day and then went on a podcast, so that's pretty baller. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I guess so. Well, I'm used to staying up late. I work uh I work in the bars, so I'm usually up pretty pretty late into the mornings. <laughs> so working in the bars in Norway. Yeah, so you describe so yourself fun. as an American gentleman brewing in Norway. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about that? Like, how did you get started? Where where did you come from? Where'd you go? <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe? Cotton Eye Linden? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's kind of a long story how I... Uh... How I ended up here. Long story short is my wife uh, is Norwegian. So I kind of ended up here. uh, Yeah, we met in Central America. I lived in Nicaragua for some years. And uh, yeah, we met there like way back 2011, 2012. And then uh, it was kind of all she wrote. And then I ended up here eight years ago now. Wow. You are a world traveler. (laughs) That is awesome. So now, were you home brewing yeah, before a, you came to Norway, or how did that no, come about? No, I wasn't. So when I moved here, I actually got a, a job in a in a beer bar. The funny thing about the beer bar was it was actually supposed to be a brewery, but uh, it never ended up coming to fruition. So uh, they had a they had a uh, a license to produce alcohol, but no brewery. So essentially all we did was we bought a bunch of homebrew equipment and then started making like (laughs) corny keg batches and just putting them on tap and um yeah that's kind of how i started i didn't even really start in like a home environment (laughs) i mean that's a pretty good way to start i would say (laughs) yeah it was like immediate feedback from customers (laughs) it was pretty like what size system were they brewing things was it like a pilot equivalent of like a pilot system no not even not even like like uh what would you say like 20 20 gallon uh pots like nothing oh wow crazy so super like just limited batches like you were saying like corny kegs like runs out all right well yeah there there goes that yeah exactly and then but we had so many taps and it was always cycling through and you know i don't even think it was strictly legal (laughs) in the sense of uh, the way the place is closed now the so what made you decide you know from that first experience to kind of take the leap into doing it at home to actually make it a home brewing experience well i moved on from the bar and i started working in a and actually in a distillery and uh i kind of just took all the equipment that because i ended up kind of just investing investing in equipment for Mm -hmm. the bar because it was just a fun thing to do and then uh after that my time was up there i kind of was just like all right well i'm gonna take all this stuff home now (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and then it just kind of yeah it just kind of snowballed from there and then like 
you know, COVID happened and that even like snowballed it even more. So how many so years have you been, like would that. you say you've been seriously brewing at home? We'll say the last four years has been like diving in a little more serious, I guess. I don't know. Very serious is like the last two years since mm-hmm. COVID started. I really kind of sunk my teeth into it just because I was like laid off from work. I was un- unemployed. And mm-hmm. so all I did was brew and started getting in cahoots with like uh, this local malt uh, maltster guy who's also American living in Norway. And wow. um, yeah, I started playing around with like some locally grown malts and started playing around with all this brew tools stuff and all this equipment and kind of got in with those guys. Now, brew tools, they're out of Norway too, right? Like, because I know I've gotten a couple things from them. And I know uh, Bradley that we had on the show. Norway. Yeah. So it's it's refreshing to go to a home brewing site and have to select USA (laughs) as like the secondary page. (laughs) It's right, right. And so you mentioned you have brew tools. What's your setup like now? What's like the size batches that you're brewing right now? For those listeners who don't uh, follow you on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I have. um, So the brew tools thing is an all in one kind of system. And it's mine is an 80 liter system. And uh, I'm doing mostly 60 liter batches. I guess that's 15 gallons ish. Like today I did. uh, That's what I did of uh, a New England IPA. Now are New England uh, IPA is popular in Norway. Or is that? Uh, yeah, they are. Oh, they, they are. made it all IPA the way across the ocean, huh? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They. It's. Uh, I don't know the beer. It's it's a pretty similar beer scene, actually. You know, they're really into oh. the sours and the raw beers and the seltzers. And, I don't know. It's uh It's more similar than you'd think, actually. Wow. And you mentioned like experimenting with some of the local malts, which is awesome. Like using local definitely like gives unique flavors to beers. What, no, but yeah, what have you I've seen been, with that I've malt? I've been using this. It's uh, it's really interesting. Packed full of flavor, but it's not quite as uh, robust, really. The whole using of a local product is better, at least, even though the the malt itself isn't quite as like robust i don't know it's kind of hard to explain Mm -hmm. you know like you buy locally grown tomatoes they're not as big as the ones you're going to grab from the shop right like Mm -hmm. they're kind of more local and uh more flavorful and you just have that kind of a better connection to it and you get you said you get most of your ingredients are local is there a lot of homebrewing shops still open in norway because i know in the states they're being far and in between now where it's mostly online how do you get your ingredients we have like there's quite a few uh, homebrew shops but there's some you know we have like some big main ones like basically big warehouse kind of guys and then uh there's a few little shops peppered like i have one here in town but they're really kind of like you said like in the states they're kind of tanking the little guys Mm -hmm. compared to these you know big online kind of retailers that'll you know next day use something for you know 15 bucks kind of the same situation you know but uh we'll see my homebrew show was kind of a sad site they were they didn't have any malt they didn't have any hops or barely any yeast so yeah i'd Uh say it's the same you know 
it's the same kind of situation. That's so sad to hear. I was hoping it would be a better situation than here. But so is there a lot of other home brewers that you know of in Norway or how, how's that? How's the home brewing itself seen? Oh, there's so much. There's so much here. And it's uh, quite refreshing. Everybody's super into it because alcohol mm-hmm. is so expensive here. And, That's a good uh, excuse to make your own. <laughs> yeah, it's really expensive here, alcohol, because of the taxes. So uh, every almost everybody like has at some point homebrewed. So have you determined that you are mastering homebrew, or you've already mastered homebrew? <laughs> you know, I think I I I, I kind of screwed myself over with that name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. By looking at your Instagram, uh, for those who don't know, you're check out his Instagram no, page. <laughs> it looks pretty legit. I have to say, I think you're doing a marvelous yeah. job. I've learned a couple things from looking at your videos and especially your I'm YouTube not the channel. Master, though, that's for sure. Far from. <laughs> it's a journey, yeah. right? It's a journey. Yeah. And even if you're good at one style beer or like one beer, you, there's always something new to learn or a new way of doing it. Right, right, right. Or right. some like pipe you can tweak so that you gain efficiency somewhere or you hard pipe, you know, you're cleaning CIP station. Right, right, right. So how long did your yeah. brew day take today uh, from start to finish, including cleaning, or you still have yet to clean? <laughs> uh, it was pretty long, though, because just because today, like, today is the dog's birthday, so <laughs> I like, took him out to the park. Yes. Had a great time with him, and, like, during the mash, so it was, I don't know. Equal parts dog park to brewing, cleaning. That's not a bad... Almost, almost. almost. (laughs) What kind of dog do you have? Terrier. He's a long-haired version, though, like a wiry coat one. Have you named any beers after him? No no names after him yet. (laughs) Maybe this one that you brewed today could be called Dog in a Park or something. (laughs) How original, James. Dog in a Park. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A New England-style IPA in the park, you know. That was a terrible name idea, by the way. It was it was a pretty long day, though. I'm not going to lie. I think I woke up at like 6 o'clock this morning. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, yeah, but it's okay. I'm a, it's kind of a weird thing. I'm an early bird, and I, uh, I can stay up late as well. That's impressive. That, that's like the making <laughs> of a home brewer right there. <laughs> Get up early and stay up late. And I'm brewing again tomorrow, actually. Too. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You are mastering homebrew. And what are you brewing tomorrow? I'm going to do a, like, we have cloudberries here. Cloudberries and mango. I'm going to do a cloudberry, mango, pilly sour. That so, sounds like something Willy Wonka would come up with. Just because we no. we don't have, I don't think we have cloudberries, you said? Uh, yeah, I think maybe like in Canada, maybe they might have some, huh. but they're super expensive, so they're kind of hard to find. And are they like uh, citrusy, or is it what kind of like a flavor are you going for by using that? Tart raspberries, I guess you could say. Ooh. Mm, that sounds like something that yeah. I would like. Yeah, they're very interesting. Uh, they're not particularly, they're not like raspberries. You wouldn't eat a bunch, but I think it's going to go, the tartness will go very well with the Billy Sour. I'm hoping, at least. And so if you had to pick one piece of equipment from your brewing setup that's a game changer, what would you pick and why? Ooh, game changer. Uh, (laughs) Pump. Definitely the pump. The Blickman, the Riptide pump. That was a game changer for me, I think. 
I love that answer because it's not, yeah, it's not a sexy answer. (laughs) And I don't think a lot of people, their first mind would go to pump. I think people would be like steam condenser lid or, you know, like my whole new system or a range hood or something like that. But it's actually really functional of a pump and how you use it to in your mash, right? To try and recirculate and make sure you dial everything in, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, recirculating. It really kind of helps you boost those numbers, clarity, everything. So, yeah, pump, it's it really is worth its weight in gold. It really is. Simple but effective. A good pump, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, like, I mean, I really like the Blickman pump because it comes apart so easily. Like, why would you get anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should be their spokesperson. Yeah, yeah. yeah mastering I mean, mastering I home like, brewing <laughs> with Blickman. Yeah, I like, I think Blickman has some awesome accessories, but not necessarily systems, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, got to stick to what you're good at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have awesome accessories, though. I mean, <laughs> I think, James, you have a Blickman beer gun. I have the Blickman beer gun. I do. I have that. That's oh, the only... yeah, I had that one. Yeah, that was good. That's good. I'd say the, the only thing really problem with that is if you're lazy and you don't want to have to <laughs> try and fill cans by using, you know, your beer gun and you just want to do it from the tap or if you're even lazier and just want to just go from. No, yeah, I like the beer gun, though. But I think it works great. I think it was a mm-hmm. definitely one of those game changers when you know you have the time to actually want to can the right way and make right. sure you don't oxidize yeah. your beer too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about the purge. All about the purge. All about the purge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what? So going back to your Instagram, what kind of inspired you to start the profile that you have now? Oh man, you know it's so funny. I didn't even. It was mostly to kind of just leave my wife alone <laughs> about all the about all the like the brewing stuff and kind of back it off of like my personal Instagram, I guess, because you know, like not everybody is into home brewing, right? And I just thought I was kind of spamming people with too much, like check out these stainless pots. Like who the fuck <laughs> cares about stainless pots? <laughs> like, it's like the people that yeah, just start working out and then they post all their workout videos on yeah. their personal page. And it's like, all right, all right, we get it. We get it. You're getting in shape. Okay, we get it. It's like, yeah, all right, yeah, how many more like, stainless really pipes about, do I need like, to see? Yeah. Like, I don't care about your meal plan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, so it was like one of those things. And then it snowballed and some, some guy was like, yeah, you should start a YouTube channel. I was like, ah, all right. <laughs> like... <laughs> And the first videos are so awful, audio so bad, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the it's going okay, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you yes. have over thirteen thousand uh, followers. I think you're doing pretty well. Yeah, I'd say it's yeah, been okay. It's uh, yeah, it really tell you COVID really snowballed, <laughs> <laughs> really uh, turned into something. So, what is your favorite reel or video that you've posted so far? Oh, the reels! Huh? You know, I really <laughs> Shannon's, like Shannon's the, all about the reels. I can watch reels for hours. It's very addictive. Yeah, they're easy to watch, right? They make <laughs> it easy to watch. <laughs> I don't know. I really like the uh, the can filling ones, the duo filler. I really like those videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're fun to make. I would say watching cans fill is almost like therapeutic, like for people who yeah. use like zone it's, out. 
Uh, you know, it's really funny. You can almost like every can filling video, you can guarantee I'm drunk. Like when I make <laughs> like, like, like canning days are like I drink quite a bit. So at the end, I'm, I, that's when I make the videos. It's kind of funny. That's hilarious. Have you ever accidentally like after washing your cans, put like the can like upside down to dry it. and then you do the filler and it, you realize your can's upside down? <laughs> Have you ever had that happen? No, I haven't had that. <laughs> Good. I don't, then, you, then you're I don't, okay. I don't, then you're okay. If you had that happen, well, I would say I maybe you need to reevaluate how much you drink while you're filling your beer. Sanitize my cans or anything like that. They all just, uh, it all, it all goes in dry. <laughs> it all goes in dry, and you got that purge. <laughs> got to have the purge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, out of all your equipment, and as homebrewers, we all tinker. Like, and then there's certain degrees of how much you modify your equipment and some people don't want to modify anything. Some people want to modify everything, the whole DIY aspect of brewing. What's your best DIY that you've done or you've seen people do that you'd want to do in the future? Man, this glycol setup I just did is like, I just did that. <laughs> and like, no, I did loose instruction and I just kind of went for it and it really turned out pretty good. I think that's like definitely my favorite build because it wasn't anything that was like purchased from brew tools or anything. I kind of just put it together and it really turned out pretty sweet in my opinion. <laughs> it looked pretty chill, I have to say. Now, for those yeah, who want to see that, is there a picture of it on your Instagram or YouTube? Oh yeah, there's yeah, there is yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's pretty recent. Uh, haven't even used it. That's why I'm trying to get these tanks filled mm -hmm. just so I can use it. But uh, so far, so good. You know, I've kind of put it through its motions to make sure it works. But I'm very excited to put it to actual use. <laughs> it's like a so. new toy. It really is. <laughs> it really is. So I'm uh, quite excited. So in the in the past four years. You've obviously brewed a lot. What is your favorite beer that you've brewed to date? Ooh. You know, I haven't even made it in a while, but uh, I used to make a Earl Grey IPA, oh. like an Earl Grey tea IPA. And man, I'm a big fan of the, the bergamot flavor, mm -hmm. but um, they always end up looking weird, like the tea beers. They always end up like yeah. this weird, like hazy, yeah, kind of strange looking yeah muddy exactly yeah we had one of those when we went to chicago and i had to try it so i'm like we don't <laughs> like, see a oh, lot of tea yeah. like tipas around here and like beers with teas right. and it just came and it looked so like if i was someone who didn't drink craft beer i'd be like uh, is there something wrong with this beer like this is looking a little like shannon said yeah, muddy yeah, yeah. but the flavors yeah, no, were great like, yeah yeah, exactly. They taste good. So I used to just tell people, no, nah, just drink it straight from the can. Like, it's all good. <laughs> don't look at it. Just drink <laughs> it. Yeah, just don't look at it. But it tastes good. And they did. And, you know, it's it kind of – I also stopped brewing them because they're full of caffeine. <laughs> so I mean, I'd drink them, like, after work at, like, 2 a.m., oh 3 a.m., and I'd be, like – Ready to go. <laughs> Ready to start your brew day, right? <laughs> One thing I've learned as a home brewer – is there's always one thing that you'd want to do brewing or something you wish you could do better on your brew day 
what's the one thing that you want to try and really improve with your brews? Is it efficiency? Is it recipe development? Is it just, you know, coming up with the next craze? What's your next level of mastering homebrew? Oof, man. I think it's just always consistent. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Walter Conkright right here. Consistency. Yeah. Right. The the consistency for sure. Right. Like uh, it's not always on point. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Damn. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. (laughs) Like it would be nice where you can just constantly brew a beer. You're going to, you can have about the same amount of time in the brew day. Your beer is going to take, come out the exact same way basically replicating what commercial breweries do on a regular basis of how they get consistency in their beer and the quality of their beer. Right. Right. Yeah. But you know, it's always something, right. Yep. <laughs> that pops up, There's so. always something, you know, a, yeah, you leave so. a clamp a little loose, you step away for a minute and you get a yeah, boil yeah. over. <laughs> take your dog to the dog park. Yeah, take your dog like to the dog park yeah, yeah. and uh, your mash yeah, is just like going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, always something but i mean i guess that's the whole that's the whole thing right for home brewers we're not we're not here to make uh we're not here to make the beer we're not here to sell beer right exactly exactly here to drink it just to enjoy yeah exactly now have you with being a dog lover have you attempted making dog treats from your spent greens or is that something you're not interested in at all maybe your wife would i don't know shannon was into it uh you know i think about it all the time (laughs) all the time but i've never done it it's just one of those things right like it's like oh yeah i'll make some dog treats one time but it's like just one more thing to do right yeah it's like (laughs) it's like god i just need i need to clean this vessel out god i gotta get ready for the next brew day i'm tired (laughs) i i just had some beers (laughs) yeah i don't know and it's like Spent grains smell so bad after like you'd leave it like a day, like max, and it's already like the, sh- yeah, the exactly. sugars left over, and it's just like disgusting. Yeah, not appetizing. Yeah, exactly. I don't leave that for yeah, somebody else. So... <laughs> That'll be your next Instagram yeah. mastering... mastering dog treats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spent grain dog treats. Master the dog treat world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want your yeah, hazy IPA bad, yeah. dog treat? Well, it's yeah, no, it right. c- contains no alcohol, no hops. Just the yeah. treat <laughs> from home brewing yeah. to from home brewing dog, to dog treat conglomerate. <laughs> yeah, we we bought the dog uh, like an alcohol free dog beer from the dog shop. Uh, I don't know, a couple months ago or something, as like a gag. He did not like it. I say, did he actually drink it or was <laughs> yeah. that a? No, well, we we, we like gave it to him, and then he he smelled it, and he was like, "No." Nah. He's like, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> like, I don't He's know like, what I'm that good. is. No, thank you. No, yeah, it, it didn't smell very good, so I don't blame. Him. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't smell good to you, I can only imagine Great. what this smells like to the dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it smelled like wart, kind of, but I don't know, not in a good way. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to plug before you go? Uh, tell the listeners where they can find you, your YouTube and your Instagram or anything else. Yeah, I mean, if you want to check me out on Mastering Homebrew, that's pretty much the name uh, on all of my uh, social medias that I have. Basically, it's just Instagram and YouTube for me, at least. But um, yeah, I don't know. Check me out. I'll check <laughs> you out. 
<laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Check them out from across yeah, yeah. across Thanks the way. Having, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you so yeah. much Thanks for coming for on. on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So all shout out to all our listeners really from Norway because we do have quite a few from Norway. So this is awesome. They'll probably be like, oh, I know I that guy. <laughs> I bet you do. Oh, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll let you uh, go get some sleep before yeah, your next round Enjoy your early brewing. morning before your brew. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Double Happy. We are always looking for homebrewers to share their stories. So feel free to send us a direct message on Instagram at Double Happy Podcast. And be sure to follow us and tag your friends on your favorite posts and episodes. It really helps us get new listeners and bring more homebrewers into our great community. Yeah. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us get new listeners and get our name out there on those lists. And we want to thank you again. This has been been Double Double Hoppy. Catch Catch you on on the the brew side. side.